Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? JLD here with a special Q&A show that's you ask the questions, I give the answers. I called a couple great Fire Nation listeners who had some amazing questions. We get into some incredible conversations. So let's dive into those questions as soon as we thank our sponsor. Fire Nation, what if you were able to provide so much value to other businesses that they wanted to pay you month after month to keep providing that service? I'm talking about one thing, helping them acquire customers. The need for this skill in today's online world is on fire and it's never going away. Businesses will always need customers to stay in business, right? Well, my friend Billy Jean has put together a free training that will teach you exactly how he provides this service, how he charges for it, and how you can do the same thing. Visit watchbilliesvideo.com to access this training while it's still free. Hello. What's up, Ken? Welcome to Entrepreneurs on Fire. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Johnny, how's it going with you, my friend? It's going great. You sound a little out of breath, though. What's going on over there? <laughs> we just moved to uh, from one state to another after selling our business and everything is out of breath I think in the last few, <laughs> last few weeks. Where'd you move to? We're in the Philly area so I get to see you in a couple of days man. That's right podcast movement Philadelphia and you've never been to one of these events before right? I have never been to one. Absolutely. Well, you are going to enjoy it. It is one of my favorite conferences by far. It's 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 really the only conference that I consider a must go to because it's just so great to catch up with other podcasters and they always do a really good job with different events and games and they bring in great speakers as well. So you're going to love it. Um, make sure you uh, stay in touch because we're having a little paradise get together on Monday. Pat Flynn's having a get together on Tuesday. A lot of cool stuff going on. Oh, cool. I'll be sure to look those up. Definitely. So brother, give us, and by us, I mean Fire Nation, a little uh, background about exactly who you are, what you have going on, and then we'll dive into your question. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, thanks for this opportunity. Yeah. So lots going on in the past year and a half. I uh, am very thankful that I had the opportunity to be on your show back, gosh, January of last year, so a year and a half ago. Crazy. And on that show, I was just in the beginning stages of transitioning my cleaning business, which I work by myself, from five days down to what what became two days a week, and I kept the same income. And you did a show on that, and I was just beginning to coach people, other cleaning companies around the country who were intrigued by what I was doing. And then the show came out, and that definitely helped to launch kind of a new division, a new platform for me. And... And so now that allowed us to sell our company in upstate New York, and that was pretty awesome because it fulfills a major dream that my wife and I have had to get back to our hometown. We left 18 years ago, kind of like you going back to Maine, John. You can always go back home, Fire Nation, just remember that. And Ken, you are actually episode 1,559, which, mean, wow. which means you were almost 500 episodes ago. You came on, you rocked the mic. So Fire Nation, definitely go check out episode 1559 if you want to hear Ken's story because it was really cool that we were talking about some different things he had going on in the world now. And of course, you've now sold the business, moved to the Philadelphia area. And what would you say uh, you really have going on right now business-wise that's kind of allowing you to remain this location-independent entrepreneur? Well, I'm not there yet, John, but it's definitely a huge 
freedom dream is to be what you just said. And the, the platform that's growing now, it's kind of, it's kind of a earn my credibility as I go. So I sold the company and I'm starting over in the Philadelphia area, growing a new cleaning company. But I've also found over the past 12 months from people telling me that I am the niche expert. So within the cleaning niche that you can actually go deeper than just house cleaning. And within that, I'm the expert in um, what's called solo cleaning. So, you know, people cleaning by themselves. And I'm also the expert in real estate cleaning. And because of those two niches, I, st I now have different group coaching uh, tribes that, I that I'm running a couple days a week. And that is the conduit for freedom for us. But yet I'm also cleaning and taking on accounts and earning my credibility to teach at the same time. So it's, uh, it's, it's really a fun adventure right now. And when you, when you mentioned about jumping on free Q&A, there's definitely a question that I, would, I was hoping to really ask from your experience. Well, let's hold that question for a second oh, because okay. I okay. have a couple questions of my own just because I'm really curious about this niche. And I actually think that there's a huge opportunity. I'm just wondering because I don't know much about um, the cleaning niche specifically, but if this is being filled because you have a lot of people now who are just recognizing that, you know, ever since the industrial age started and, you know, companies have been manufacturing this and manufacturing that, we've now really come very conclusively to realize that there's so many things that are bad for us. There's so many toxins in our shampoo in our water, um, you know, in our cleaning products and this and that. And to me, it just is like, where's that completely wholesome organic company that's just taking over the world that's offering these unbelievable cleaning products or at least really good cleaning products um, that, you know, are completely toxin free. Cause that's the kind of stuff that I want in my house. I mean, like to think of like using like Lysol to like wipe off my table and then, you know, I eat like pistachios off of that table later. But what I'm really eating is like, you know, I'm just like that everything happens, you know, I mean like, ev like everything you do has consequences and results. So what are you seeing in, in the world? Is there a trend that there's people like me that are actually caring about this stuff now? Because for so long, people are just blind to it. Like, if it cleans better, if it gets out the stain, like, who cares? Because there's no, no pe people didn't know about repercussions. But now it's, you know, it's killing people. I mean, it's toxic. So, like, what, what are you seeing in that area? You hit the nail on the head. It's amazing what one word in my story can do in the selling process. When I say green cleaning or I use organic products. It's just such a buzzword. And unfortunately, it has become such a buzzword where even the things that are considered green and organic are not. <laughs> but it's just like what, you know, mutual friend Sean Stevenson promotes in his, uh, in his podcast. There are so many cleaning products that are just natural things already occurring in nature, like vinegar, ammonia. I mean, green alcohol, you know, once you pass the college years, has some other uses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about that. But you definitely can use that to be a disinfectant. You could just get a little like squirt bottle and dilute a little bit or just go straight and spray it on that on that tabletop where you're about to eat. And it takes about maybe a minute to two minutes to fully disinfect. You can also use isopropyl alcohol. So there's a lot of things. I mean, Clorox is kind of a heavy chemical. Right. But there's a lot of natural things. And there's like company-wise, um, I mean, there's a company my wife loves. It's called Meyer, um, And they have some pretty good organic products. Mine are the ones I use. Uh, 
they're they're fairly they're they're not perfectly organic and perfectly green, but they're a long way on the spectrum towards pure organic versus what you just mentioned prior. It's the consumer though. It's, the consumer has to ask for it. You know, it's not the job of like my pest guy. It's not the job of my house cleaner. Like it's my job to say this is what's important to me. Can you deliver on this? And you know that's why I've done things like install. Um, you know, shower heads that have filters for chlorine because there's some crazy stat like one shower, your body's basically consuming 20 gallons of water through your pore skin. Like it can be nuts. And just like the simple thing of like putting that on your shower head, like a chlorine filter, it can just do so many wonders for your skin, for the vitality, just for the fact that you're not getting absorbing that into your body, that then your body has to deal with getting it out. So all this stuff, like uh, this wasn't meant to kind of be shifted into just like this health and wellness Sean Stevenson podcast, like you mentioned, <laughs> mutual friends. But these are things that are important to me. And I'm just kind of curious for you being in that cleaning niche. I was curious what um, direction you're kind of seeing that go. So very cool and helpful feedback. And now let's turn it over to you for that question. What is the question you have for me today? Okay, cool. As I progress through the selling of a company, I have been coaching and the coaching I've been assuming is I, I'm going to be pulling from a group of people that are already cleaning to be coaching. And But what I found is that the person that bought my business was a close friend, and he was not a cleaning company owner. He was a what I call an entrepreneur in waiting. He was looking – he had a job. He wanted out of his job, and I showed him a pathway that he's like, I never even thought about a cleaning company. What do you mean you can make 50 grand plus on two days a week cleaning houses without employees? He's like, what is that – and I showed him what that looked like, and he ended up being the one I transitioned the company to. And so he opened my eyes to a whole other kind of dimension of what I could do with coaching. And I want to ask you this question. So with, you know, I felt old when you said that was like 500 episodes ago. <laughs> I'm like grandpa. But that was but, only 500 days because, you know, well, that's show. true. That's true. That's true. So 2,000 plus episodes now. And I'm just wondering. So there's that guy. So the guy that bought my business, Ian. So there's those Ians out there that hate their job or they want out of the job they have a bigger dream and they're but they're comfortable in their full-time job what are you seeing from talking to 2000 plus entrepreneurs is has been the biggest barrier to people taking that leap always revenue like they don't trust the fact that they can do something that's going to bring in dollars and cents like they know that they can do something they're going to enjoy because they have different passions you know maybe it's video games for some golf for others you know fill in the blank but they just can't see the path to revenue they can't understand that because you know they've been working you know salary for so long you know, they're in corporate, they're just used to kind of going down that path. They just can't picture flipping that switch and then creating what essentially is just a solution for a major problem and getting them and, and getting to revenue by offering that solution. And so I feel like for you, when you're going out to these potential clients, your biggest uh, value add that you can give to them in you know, your initial co consultation is going to be along the lines of, listen, like, we can talk about a few different things you can transition into. You maybe have a passion in X, Y, or Z, or maybe you're just hating your job so much that you're going to grasp at anything, you know, which just sounds like your friend was in a way where a legitimate cleaning company, and, and I have the experience and the expertise to kind of guide you into what that looks like, um, and, you know, two days a week, $50,000, of course, that kind of sounds good. So really stepping back and saying, listen, 
I can get you from where you're at right now in your business um, to a problem that a real audience has, how to create the solution to that problem, and then how to make that solution generate revenue for you and your business. And I think that is by far the biggest problem that people have of shifting from, let's just call it, you know, corporate America or just whatever steady job that you have as an employee into an entrepreneur. And so I'm a big fan of saying something along the lines of, listen, you may have kids, you may have a mortgage, you may have X, Y, or Z number of dollars per month. Let's work together for six months while you're still in your current job and let's build up a side hustle here. Let's build up a side mm. hustle where I can show you some wins, I can show you some ways to do it, So, but you're not stressing because all you're doing is seeing your bank account shrink and you have like a runway of say three three months and then you know here we are at two and a half months and you still haven't made a dollar. That's terrifying. Let's not go down that route. Let me prove to you that I can get you in six months via a side hustle that we're going to construct together. Maybe it's in the cleaning business. You know, maybe it's something similar where I'm going to get you to revenue to where you're getting to the point where at six months, maybe now you're generating $500 a month, $1,000 a month. And guess what? Now it's real for people. Now it's like, whoa, I can show my wife. I can show my husband. I can show my significant other. I can show whoever, even maybe it's just myself, that I can actually make dollars by providing a real solution to a real problem to a certain niche of individuals. And then now it's like, okay, let's take the next six months now, months six through 12 of getting that 500 bucks a month or a thousand bucks a month up to what you're making right now. Because if I can get you to what you're making right now, guess what? That's going to make a transition at the one year mark incredibly simple because you've already replaced your income. So you're only going to go up from there. And so to me, by far, 2000 episodes, that's the biggest struggle people have. That's their biggest concern. Biggest fear is how to get to that consistent revenue that's going to allow them to continue to, you know, make good in the opportunities, or sorry, make good in the responsibilities that they currently have, whether it be that house, that car, their kids, whatever, you know, fill in the blank that we all have different as human beings. So does that help? Oh, that was amazing. Can I ask this as a real quick follow up? Yeah, sure. The part about raising the people's, the person's belief, because that's what you're talking about, is getting to that from zero to 500. If they can do that, it's a stepping stone. Well, I can go from zero to five. I can go from five to 100,000. Well, that's the thing too is, Zero to 500 is harder than going from 500 to 100,000. It really is. Yeah. How long of a window do you think I would have or what you see in coaching to get that person before they lose belief? Six months. I think six, six months, months is a very legit time frame to say, listen, this is not going to come overnight. You're not able to give me all of your time, all of your energy, and all of your efforts because you have other responsibilities. Maybe it's family. It's definitely going to be their job for a while. And I need, you know, this number of hours, you know, per day, per week, over a six month period, and let's build something special together. And then once I get you there, then I'm going to show you how $500 a month becomes $100,000, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily a month right away, but $100,000 a year, because now it's just taking that $500 and you figured that part out. Now it's just turning up the volume and amplifying what's working and turning on, you know, different things are going to help you out there, whether it be affiliates or ads or more content or starting a podcast or doing an Instagram account or doing X, Y, or Z. Now we can start to add these different levers in that's just going to add more fuel to that fire. But six months, if you can't get someone to $500 in six months, 
Um, honestly, Ken, I, I don't think it would be a reflection on you or any coach. I think it's going to be a reflection on that person because if, if they don't get to $500 a month following some good, solid guidance with good, solid accountability, then they're just not cut out to be an entrepreneur and they're just not self-motivated because they're obviously not doing all the things you're telling them to do. And it's best for both of you to move on, them to just move on in the life that they've chosen and you to move on with another client who you can take to that big level. I really appreciate you you going into the long form on that answer because that was really helpful. Thank you so much. All right. I love it. Take care, Ken. All right. Thanks so much. All right, Fire Nation. We got another great question coming up. But before we hit that cue, we're going to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, we tend to overcomplicate things, but the way to make money is really quite simple. Solve someone else's problem. The catch is, the more people who can solve the same problem, the less you'll get paid. Think about servers at restaurants or cleaning houses. There's no problem with these solutions. It's just that a lot of people can do it, and therefore it results in a race to the bottom. I want you in a race to the top. The top is where very few people have the skill set necessary to solve problems that are greatly important to others. Think performing surgery or winning a lawsuit. These solutions are tough to master and therefore a premium is paid in exchange for them. Now, if you're like me, you don't want to go to med school or law school, first semester dropout here, but you can learn an incredibly valuable skill that any business would be willing to pay a premium for, acquiring new customers. These customers could be for your own business or for others' businesses. The best part, you can start learning how to do this today for free. My friend Billy Jean is a master when it comes to acquiring customers, and he has a free training that will teach you exactly how to do it in any niche. Visit watchbilliesvideo.com to access his free training today. That's watchbilliesvideo.com and join us in the race to the top. Hello? Nikki JLD here. How are you doing today? Are there multiple people back there? It's me and Claire. Yeah, so we're business partners. Wow. Well, this is going to be double trouble. I have no problem with that. So why don't you each take a quick second and (laughs) just introduce yourself, say hi, let me know a little bit about you and your business, and uh, then we can move over to Claire, and then we'll uh, start the questions. Okay. So (laughs) me personally, um, I've kind of been doing a lot of different things the last few years, I have a tonic herbs and superfoods company called Cosmic Nectar. I love cosmicnectar.com that I got into because of my own personal health issues and um, my dad's health issues. So I got really passionate about trying to heal people naturally. And recently, um, I've been partnering up with my friend Claire because we both love cooking and we want to like cook and be healthy and bring health to other people. So we're starting um, our own YouTube series, and it's going to be called Palm Tree Kitchen, and it's going to be us cooking, and we're just getting started, like literally today is day one. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So um, I guess our question is, or at least like my question that I would like to ask is, what do you think the best way is to market a YouTube channel now to get subscribers? 
So step number one, you have to know at your core who your perfect viewer is going to be of this YouTube channel. And a lot of people are scared of doing this, Nikki, but you can't be because they think mistakenly, hey, listen, if I come up with one perfect viewer, that means that I'm potentially discluding everybody else. But it's the exact opposite. You just know at the core who the perfect viewer is for this YouTube show, and you have your true North Star now. So every time you come up with a question where you and Claire look at each other and you're like, should we do this or should we do that? then you say to yourself, you know what? We shouldn't be asking ourselves this question. We need to be thinking what would our perfect viewer want as an answer to this question. And then it takes all of the weight off of your shoulders, off of Claire's shoulders, and it puts it onto your avatar shoulders, that perfect viewer of your show, and you let them guide you in that direction. So with that being said, and I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but that's okay. Who is your perfect viewer of this show that you're going to create on YouTube? Yes. So I'm super familiar with doing the avatar. And I actually just created one for a company I do consulting with. Um, I named him Teddy. But Claire and I have not gotten to that point of creating our very specific avatar. Literally, we came up with this idea like two days ago. And we're like, we're going to do it full force. Like, we're Well, listen, let me break in here. I'm not expecting perfection. And I love that you understand the concept. So that's cool. (laughs) And I think that you know, down the line, maybe a conversation later today or next week, you guys are going to create the perfect avatar, which will be awesome. But just for yeah. the purposes of our conversation right here, just go with your gut, go with your heart right now. And again, <laughs> it could end up being completely different a week from now when you actually sit down and think about it. But let's see where you go with this. So I'm thinking it would be like Marissa Jones from Ohio, you know, age 35, maybe has a kid, maybe doesn't, like maybe is planning for that sometime in the future but just doesn't have access to a healthy community around her, but is looking for a healthy community somewhere else, like online, somewhere that's accessible to her. Because, I mean, I grew up in the Midwest, so I know even when I go home for a week, it's hard for me to kind of be around healthy people because the culture is just so different out there. So I think for me it would be trying to find someone that is really interested in wanting to get healthy, but not exactly having the community to kind of flourish and finding healthiness within their community. (laughs) So you mentioned a couple like obstacles that Marissa has, but let's just drill it down into one and be specific, like go as, as specific as you can with this answer. What is her number one struggle? Like what's Marissa's biggest struggle right now? Finding healthy recipes to feed her husband and kid, maybe. Okay, finding healthy recipes to feed her husband and kid. So now you have Marissa, you know about how old she is, that at least she, she probably, you know, she has a husband, maybe she has a kid as well. And her biggest struggle is based around the recipe. So that being said, until you know any better, and I'll get to that part in a little bit, until you know any better, your shows need to be revolved right at the beginning of, of around, hey, listen, this is Nikki and this is Claire and we're going to be bringing you some great recipes to feed your hubby, to feed your son, to feed your daughter. Like this is what we do. We're going to deliver to you. We won't let you down. Join our community list and make this happen. 
And what I mean by we're going to get to it later, that part is that's how you're going to start because that's what you think your viewer's biggest struggle is. But until you launch the show and are going strong for a few weeks, you don't truly know who's going to find and watch and listen to your show. But then guess what? The comments start happening. The likes start happening. They start finding you. And every single time you get a comment over the first couple of weeks, you respond to that comment and say, hey, can we jump on Skype with you? And they're going to be like, well, that's kind of a weird thing, but you jump on a call with people that are commenting on your videos, not the trolls and the haters. They're going to be there as well. Forget about them. Jump on a call with people that are saying either nice things or maybe asking a question about your video. Get on a one-on-one call with them and ask them these questions. Number one, how did you find out about my show? Because now you're gonna start to understand how people are finding your show. You know, maybe it's random search on Google, maybe it's a random search on YouTube, maybe it was a recommended video, but you have to really get to the core of how these commenters, the people that are engaging with your content and then are enjoying your content, are finding your show because then you and Claire can put in a plan on how to ignite that fire, so to speak, and really make sure you're amplifying those ways. And then ask them, what do you like about my show? Ask them that. Maybe they're going to say, hey, I love this about your show. I love that about your show. And when you hear those things consistently, those things got to stay in the show. And then then you're going to ask her, what don't you like about my show? Oh, your intro is just too long. Like, you know, you you, too much laughing. You know, I'm making things up, but I mean, who knows what they're not going to like about it. And when you hear one thing they don't like about it, you just chalk it up as, you know, hey, maybe this becomes a theme. But when you hear 10 of the same people making similar comments, then you know, okay, this is something we should probably address and, and change our show slightly around because there's obviously not just one or two people saying that they don't like this, but it's multiple people. So this way you're always improving your show by knowing what they like and what they don't like. And then you always end that conversation, which by the way, only needs to be five or six minutes long with what is your biggest struggle right now? What is your biggest struggle right now? And now you start, you're going to start to hear your viewers' biggest struggles. Like you just told me who, what you think their biggest struggle is. And guess what? You might be right but you also might be wrong. So now you say, what is your biggest struggle? And you're going to then start taking notes of all the feedback that you get of their biggest struggles. And then when you have a theme of three or four things that are very common struggles that your viewers are having, then you pick one that just feels right for you and Claire and you create the solution to that problem. And then you start in your pre-roll and your out-roll of your show offering that solution. Maybe it's joining a community for more accountability, a free Facebook group. Maybe it's a PDF that you're creating. Maybe it's a short ebook with you know 10 recipes that they can just kind of print out and have in their kitchen. You don't know what it is yet, but once you get that, you can start offering that freebie. And then now you're starting to move towards that monetization because you're, you're starting to now get their email address, be able to reach out to them and offer them a free, a free Facebook group and then turn that into a paid Facebook group and then have a course and a membership mastermind. And you have all these opportunities as you're growing up, as you're going forward and learning more about what you're doing. So with all that being said, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, so I listened to one of your podcasts a couple days ago, I think that was about um, when people subscribe to an email list, having them kind of have a survey that they get to take. And I think that'll be something that's really powerful for us because we have so many people nowadays that have either a paleo diet, a vegetarian, vegan, like there's so many different kind of diet restrictions 
So I mean, so that survey is a brilliant idea. You're, you're yeah. talking about the episode with Ryan Levac where we talked about the ask method, and that is such a powerful method because now you're going to have people that are most engaged with your brand telling you exactly what they're looking for for the next step. And then you and Claire can start to put these tracks together. And by that, I mean these different paths for specific people so they feel like it's customized for them because in reality it is. But you're going to know there's really you know going to be like four to six big things that's going to come out of that survey. And you create four to six paths for people once they finish that survey, once they finish that quiz, whatever, however you want to make it, that they then go down. They're like, wow, I really feel like Nikki and Claire customized this for me because in a sense you did because there's only so many themes that are going are gonna to pop up. And then you're just going to have this person having such a better experience going through that. I mean, I'm super excited about it. And I think that there's so many ways that we can engage with building an audience and I know Claire specifically she already has a really large following and maybe I should let her kind of talk to you about that because I know I'm trying to think of ways that we can kind of leverage our already existing Instagram followings mine's small like 14,000 but Claire's is over 300,000 yeah so she definitely has I think the possibilities to try to maybe convert people um to the show And I have another couple really big opportunities in that. But before I kind of go on for another little tangent, why don't we bring Claire on, talk exactly about what um, you just mentioned, and then we'll go from there. Hi. Hey, Claire. I've just been listening, and everything that you've said is like so inspiring and definitely beautifully to the point. So I was like, I just wanted to listen and let Nikki do um, all the talking. (laughs) I'm sorry. Thank you. So um, I started my fashion blog. It's a fashion lifestyle travel. And I'm also a restaurant owner. And um, Nikki and I, we talked last week. And we, we know that each other, we've been very healthy. And we're very passionate about that. So this is the reason why we're starting this show. And I just want to ask you, like, what's your number one advice for starting, you know, a project or a business? Like, what would you, I want one number one advice from you. Honestly, I've already given it and I think it's so critical for people. And that is you have to know at the core who that perfect consumer is of your content, whether it be that YouTube channel, that podcast, that Instagram account, whatever it might be. You have to know at your core exactly who you're creating content for and then why. And then once you start creating that content, the next biggest step is you have to try to engage with those first few followers, fans, listeners, viewers. You have to just ask for engagement, and then jump on the engagement. Because listen, it's not scalable to jump on a call with somebody. I get it. But guess what is scalable? The information that they're going to share with you that you can then go back to your business and just extrapolate out to the nth degree. So that's going to be so critical, so key. Something that I want to touch upon right now, you know, as, as far as like getting the word out about your show and growing your show There's a couple things that are really important to realize that it's so obvious in hindsight, but a lot of people don't think about it until they hear it. They're like, oh my God, obviously. Well, guess what? What do YouTube viewers do? They view YouTube videos. That's what they do. They watch YouTube videos. So when you have a YouTube show, 
your biggest priority is to sit down and create like your power 50, let's call it. And that is 50 other YouTube channels that are similar to your niche, not identical, doesn't have to be identical, but just similar to your niche, you know, about healthy cooking and nutrition and wellness and fitness and whatever it might be, but 50 channels that aren't through the moon, but you know, that are just really good sized, good engagements, and you really do gel with that vibe, and then you just need to start pitching yourself. You need to say, listen, we've launched this this show, and we you know, are really excited about it, and we'd love to give you some promotion and some, um, and some exposure on our channel, and in return, we'd love to see if there's a way that we could add value to your channel as well. Because listen, a lot of content creators are looking for ways to create content. Like when I launched my podcast, people were like, oh, John, like if you want to, um, I'll come on your podcast. So I was like, yes, please, please. Like, I, I needed a guest on my show. It was a seven-day-a-week show. And that's the same thing with YouTube. It's the same thing with Instagram. It's the same thing with podcasting. It's the same thing all around. It's content creators. They're always looking for more content to create. So when you can make their life easier and, and also benefit them by now, you're saying, hey, I'm going to give you exposure on our show, on our platform, by maybe doing a channel review on you or having you on to, to interview you on our YouTube channel about you know your methodology or your thought process behind healthy eating and healthy recipes. And in exchange, we'd love to do the same thing for you. And this is what we can maybe talk about that's unique to your show because I see that all of your, your you know, most recent videos are about X, Y, and Z. Well, our expertise is really in S or M. It's just different, you know, whatever it might be. Like our, our expertise is just in something completely different um, than what you've been talking about recently. So we would love to come on and share this new unique opportunity. So now what's going to happen is you're going to be in front of people who do what? Who watch YouTube videos. So when you have a call to action at the end and you say, this is our new channel, we're looking forward to subscribers, you're going to have people that aren't like, oh, YouTube, I'm never on YouTube. That's just a waste of my time because some people feel that way. Some people love it. You know, So you want to be on the platforms where people are already consuming. That's why every single month, I am on 30 other podcasts. I set one day aside to go back-to-back-to-back interviews to be on other people's podcasts. Small small shows, medium-sized shows. Of course, I'll be on a, on a big show if I get the opportunity. But I know that podcast listeners listen to podcasts. So I'm not spending my time on YouTube shows or this or that because I'm looking to build my podcast audience. And I want to just kind of end my little uh, spiel here about Instagram because you have a huge Instagram following. You said over 300,000 people. Sounds like it might be in the fashion niche, which is a little bit different, obviously, than like healthy recipes, but it's the same thing in, in, in a different way. I would come up with a power 50 Instagram influencers. Again, not people that have 300 to a million followers because they know the game. They know their influencers and you'd have to pay accordingly. But what about people that have like 7,000, 12,000, 18,000 followers and you know that they've just earned those followers by blood, sweat, and tears and they have, they have you know, their, their like ratio is high, their comment ratio is high. So you know that the audience is also engaged because you see, you know, you see 700,000 follower accounts with like 141 likes and like three comments. And that's not an engaged account. I mean, those 700,000 followers aren't engaged, period. But you see some of these tiny accounts that are, and you got to find those and reach out to them and say, hey, 
you're doing your thing on Instagram. We have a YouTube show. You, you know, these people likely don't because it's a whole production to have a YouTube show. Say, listen, we'd love to get you on our YouTube show. We love what you're doing in the fitness, I mean, in the, in the nutrition space with recipes. Let's talk about it because this is what we do. But in return, we want you to post the interview uh, uh, that you did on our, on our YouTube show to your audience in your feed. Like that needs to be a requirement because listen, you're bringing them on your show. This is what you want in return and get that yes up front. And if they're not willing to do that exchange, you move on to the next people. That's why you make the power 50 because maybe you get 10 to 15 to say yes. And then when those go live, you're just continuing to bring the right people to your show. So what are your thoughts on some of that, Claire? Amazing. <laughs> I just looked at Nikki and I said, he's brilliant. <laughs> yes. This is something, this is a trick that, um, you know, I, I have not done before. And I'm so, I feel so happy right now because it's like, today's our first day of shoot. And then I was like, I don't know if we're going to get the call from him. We don't know. Okay, let's go on with our day. <laughs> so Nikki comes over, I'm getting ready for the shoot. And she's like, it's, it's that guy. And I was like, that guy. guy. <laughs> It's that guy. She she made me all shook, and I was like, "Oh my god, him!" I was like, "Yes." Cool. She even called me by another person's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like so excited. I, I feel less bad about being that guy then. If you called even your friend by another name, <laughs> <laughs> that's how excited we are. And this this call has been amazing. Well, cool. Let me kind of flip the script just for uh, the last kind of little segment here because, you know, obviously you guys have a lot of things going on. You're going to be creating the YouTube channel and looking to kind of grow on your Instagram account too. What would you say, Claire? And then Nikki, I'll move on to you with the same question so you can get a little more preparation than Claire. But what would you say, Claire, is a piece of parting guidance that you think could really help our listeners? Just with the experience that you've had, growing your Instagram account, growing just your overall brand. It doesn't have to even be in that theme in general, but you know, I'm just kind of giving you a couple ideas and a little bit of time. Uh, you know, I'm stalling for you to come up with a good idea. So just one parting piece of guidance you think would be helpful for our listeners? I can go first. Okay, let's yeah, go. Let's hear it, Nikki. I'll go first. I'll lead by example. <laughs> I think a good tip for people who are, whether they're trying to start an Instagram, start a YouTube channel, which I don't know much about YouTube, but for the last few years, I do know a lot about the Instagram world and I've helped a lot of brands build their Instagram community up. And I think collaboration is, like you said, very key and also making sure that you're involved in the community that you're trying to get into, like comment on people's stuff, be active every day, and also listen to podcasts like yours and like others. Because there might be a podcast where you hear something and you think, okay, I'm going to do that. But one podcast might say something very different. And you know, who's to say which is right and wrong, but I think it's really important to get everyone's opinions get a lot of opinions of really smart people and then decide which opinions you want to follow. And a lot of opinions are the same nowadays because people are kind of on the same page as far as like how to grow, what what the best way is to do it. But I think being engaged with whatever platform you're trying to grow on is key. And then also not losing sight of a bigger picture because platforms can always go away. In five years, Instagram might get taken down. So you always want to be growing your email list, and your other channels, if you have a YouTube, a Facebook, whatever, you, you don't want to let those things die off. So if you're trying to really get a business going, get the collaborations going, 
make sure that you are focusing on more than one channel, even though, you know, you should have the main focus. And then listen to smart people like you, John. Listen to a lot of different podcasts. And a lot of different people and take that in, that free information that's out there and use it. And yeah, Fire Nation, if you're creating content and somebody is kind enough to take time out of their life to leave a comment and you are not liking that comment and responding to that comment, I mean, what are you even doing? Why are you even creating this content in the first place? I mean, it is absolutely inexcusable when I see people that have small brands and small authority and small influence now, you know, complain that they're not getting much engagement and then go and look at what they're doing and they're not even engaging with the people that are engaging with their content. It's, it's absolutely inexcusable. It's step number one. I agree so much on that. Thank you. I agree so much on that, but I've been slacking the past months <laughs> only because I was at the restaurant. But, you know, I, I agree 1000% on what you just said. Like, you know, that's their time also. And is their time not just as val- valuable? And for my guide, I think being innovative, I've always been very true to believing that innovation is everything. You must be on top of the game and, you know, be willing to change. But yeah, that's Yep, trying to think outside of the box on a daily basis and see what I can improve and learn every single day. Ladies, it has been a pure joy chatting with both of you today. Um, Nikki, why don't you one more time share the name of the new YouTube channel you're going to launch? Because by the time this episode goes live, it's going to be like mid-August. So I'm sure the channel will already be up and running and people can go check it out directly. So uh, yeah, share that. Palm Tree Kitchen, palmtreekitchen.net. We've got the website and everything. Good for you girls. Well, listen, it was great chatting. Thank you for being such great sports and I'll catch you on the flip side. All right. Thank you so much, John. Bye-bye. And hey, Fire Nation, I hope you enjoyed our chat with Nikki and Claire. As you can see, man, it can be fun just getting together with a friend or two friends, collaborating, launching something, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, and just taking the next step. So awesome shout out to those girls. And Fire Nation, shout out to you because so many people now, over a thousand people have taken the training three hours to your big idea. I created it because I realized that the biggest struggle with entrepreneurs is that they either don't have their big idea or they have a lot of ideas, but they're not sure which is the big idea or they do have a big idea. Maybe you do have a big idea, but you're really looking for a clarity, focus and direction. Well, my training, which is completely free, F-R-E-E, exclamation point, underline, underline, (laughs) is three hours long. So give me three hours and I will give you your big idea. Visit yourbigidea.io, that's not .com, yourbigidea.io, and in three hours you can be sitting there, wherever you are right now, with your big idea and you'll be off to the races. I will catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, do you feel like you're on top of the world? Like you're fulfilled in your relationships, health, and career? Well, I can't really help you with the first two, but my buddy Billy Jean has helped thousands of entrepreneurs master the most lucrative skill in 2018, acquiring new customers. If you want to learn how to get customers on autopilot for your own business or provide it as a service for others' businesses, then pay attention. My friend Billy Jean is a master when it comes to acquiring customers, and he has a free training that will teach you exactly how to do it in any niche, visit watchbilliesvideo.com right now to access this training while it's still free.